Hello, Vitality Explorers. Alan Mishra here with another edition of the Vitality Explorer podcast. Let's jump right into our quote of the week. And this one is from Rumi. And here it is. Quote, wear gratitude like a cloak and it will feed every corner of your life. And that again is from Rumi. Wear gratitude like a cloak and it will feed every corner of your life. We're going to talk primarily about gratitude and service today. And this is part of the Vitality Explorer podcast. My name is Dr. Alan Mishra. I'm an orthopedic surgeon and sports medicine specialist. And I am going to share with you three specific scientific topics today. Again, all centered around gratitude and, and serving others. And here they are. Uh, the first one is want to live longer start being thankful. The second one is gratitude is the ultimate chill pill. And the third one is serving others reduces systemic inflammation. Our goal with the podcast here is to enhance your vitality. You can also check out the references to this on the Vitality Explorer Substack site online. You can also subscribe to a text message newsletter by going to Viverse, V-Y-V-E-R-S-E, Viverse.com or VitalityExplorers.com. So let's jump right into that want to live longer, start being thankful. And this is sort of why gratitude, exercise, and sleep decrease the risk of accelerated aging. And happy Thanksgiving a little bit late. This is going to come out the day after Thanksgiving. So I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. I'm most grateful for all of you who are listening, all the Vitality subscribers, excuse me, the Vitality Explorer subscribers, say that three times real fast, Vitality Explorer subscribers and readers uh, and listeners to this podcast. I love to identify and share scientific and actionable ways for us to improve our physical, mental, social, and or spiritual well-being. My purpose with this work and with this podcast, and especially with this little post here, is to optimize vitality one person at a time. And what we're going to talk about in this particular uh portion of the podcast is why and how gratitude, exercise, and sleep can reduce our risk of accelerated aging in the context of this paper. And here it is. There's the title of the paper. Psychosocial Moderators of Polygenic Risk Scores of Inflammatory Biomarkers in Relation to Grim Age. That's a big mouthful, right? Again, what we try to do in Vitality Explorers is use use the world's literature to help guide our vitality. Literally try to take papers such as this. And this paper looked at sort of social parameters of aging. And they they looked and they found three or four of them that are really fascinatingly important for us to look at. And people who had less gratitude, lower levels of exercise, poor sleep quality, and a history or an active substance abuse had accelerated aging. I think we need to do just a little bit of biology to try and understand how they measured biologic aging. We've talked about this previously on the Vitality Explorer podcast, but let's just review what a biologic clock is. And this particular one they called Grim Age. And that that, that type of clock, um, or that type, the paper defined accelerated biologic aging is five years higher than the chronologic age. So you can either age faster or slower than your actual age. But if you were five years or more older by a biologic clock than your chronologic age, they consider that accelerated aging. That's sort of their arbitrary version of it. But this clock that they used employed epigenetics. And epigenetics is an emerging tool used by researchers all over the world to estimate our biologic age. And it's the study of the molecules that exist 
on or around the double helix of our DNA. And there, there's things like methyl groups, which are just pieces, little pieces of a molecule that can sort of moderate or relate to something called the methylation status, which is if these little groups are existing around our DNA, you can think of them as tiny little, tiny little regulator switches that they don't change the DNA, but they change how the DNA works. Okay? So you can check out other posts for, for more details about this or that particular type of clock. But the, the study we're going to talk about today involved 1,135 military veterans that were part of this National Health and Resilience Study. And the work they, that, that was done um, provided, quote, the first known evidence of how inflammatory markers can interact with our psych psychosocial factors in predicting accelerated aging. And here are two other findings in, in the study. Uh, number one, veterans with poor sleep quality, lower gratitude, and less physical exercise had accelerated aging. And we talked about that. Number two is sleep and exercise um, are modifiable with interventions such as cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia and other ways to target things like less exercise or target uh, issues such as substance abuse. So the overall conclusion of the study, I think, is uh, really important um, to, to know is that these psychosocial parameters, things like giving of gratitude, exercising, sleep, and substance abuse, can be modified and are, if inappropriate, are, are associated with accelerated aging. So here's the Vitality Explorer analysis. Um, I think we can take action on this and we can choose to select if we have one of these parameters that we need to work on, we can work on that in, in something we are under control of, right? So you can, your practice of gratitude is something you're definitely in control of. So you can simply suggestions to consider here. Begin um, a practice of gratitude by journaling every day of what you're thankful for and also give thanks to a specific person every day. That's number one. Number two is to set an exercise schedule that includes 20 minutes of aerobic or strength training three times a week. Number three, try to sleep 30 minutes more. Now, maybe you're or th 30 minutes better sleep. And that could be doing things like going to bed a little bit earlier, making your room as dark as possible, getting off your screens for an hour or two before you go to bed. Uh, whatever you can do to optimize your sleep will lead to longer uh, and better life. And the final one is if somebody listening to this has a history of a substance abuse or, th or maybe even thinks they are, seek out help. Start with a friend or a family member, but get some help because obviously that's connected to your longevity. So uh, along that way, again, you can see the references to this. And it's a, a paper that was just published this year, um, Tanman et al. Um, and again, the psychosocial moderators of polygenic risk scores of inflammatory markers in relation to grim age. So they also went into a variety of inflammatory markers, but the main goal was to try to understand does something you are under control of to some degree result in accelerated aging? And the answer to that is yes. So let's talk about this a little bit more in the, con in the, in the context of this second, second thing we're going to talk about, and that is gratitude is the ultimate chill pill. And it's fascinating that gratitude can calm your brain and reduce inflammation. Um, and, you know, we all know that gratitude is good for us. It can lead to higher levels of health and happiness. And when somebody is, is grateful for us, Boy, is that awesome, right? You know, when somebody gives us some sense of gratitude or act of kind, kindness, it has a really powerful influence on our well-being. Um, and gratitude is 
in the, in the published scientific literature is clearly associated with improved mental health. It's associated with better sleep and, and, and social connection too, right? If somebody says something nice to you, you feel more connected to them. This paper we're going to talk about uh, called the Exploring Neural Mechanisms of Health Benefits of Gratitude in Women, a randomized controlled trial, really was trying to look at what happens in your brain in the context of gratitude. And the study investigated the value of a six-week online gratitude program in healthy women between 35 and 50 years old, and they looked at blood markers of inflammation and then used something called the functional MRI scanner to, to look at what happens when you're exposed to a threat risk. So the, the MRIs focused on something called the amygdala. That's A-M-Y-G-D-A-L-A, amygdala. That's the portion of our brain that regulates fear and threats, like seeing a big, nasty tarantula or something, big, nasty spider or a snake or something where we might be afraid of it. Our, amyg- our amygdala can light up. But if we have less activity in our amygdala, it's a, it's a, it's a marker of calming of the brain. And what they found, and again, again you can see the the graphs on the Vitality Explorer Substack site, is that higher levels of gratitude showed larger reductions in amygdala reactivity, which indicates a calming of the brain, right? So those people who were more giving of support, more uh, had more gratitude, had less of a threat sort of mode in their brain. So that's fascinating, right? You want to calm your brain down. You want to have less of an anxiety uh, you know, or stress reaction in your brain. Giving thanks to, um, or giving support to other people can do that. Here's the other part. Blood markers of inflammation and, and fancy things called TNF-alpha and IL-6, which is interleukin-6, um, these were lower in the group that had that brain reaction of calming. So not only does your brain calm down, but your systemic markers of inflammation, these markers, these biomarkers of inflammation called TNF-alpha and IL-6 were lower. So uh, in in the study where they looked at them. So what the researchers concluded is that gratitude enhances our health by lowering our body's inflammation via a reduction in the threat activity center of our brain. That's the amygdala. Really? So they, they did two things here. They figured out that this online gratitude program, if you took the program, you had less reactivity in the threat center and you had less inflammation in your body. Right? Think about that. It's not a drug. It's not an injection. It's not a surgery. It's giving gratitude. It's giving thanks. It's giving support to others that led to this. And the data, I think, provides powerful evidence that gratitude could be a fabulous chill pill for our health and well-being. And again, we're not just talking about stuff here on Vitality Explorers. We're moving to action. So Digest what we just talked about and then consider this action suggestion. Reach out to this week to five people and express your gratitude. Be specific and thank them for something they have done to help you. Meet them in person or at least call them on the phone. Don't I mean, You can send them a text, but it'd be better if you said something genuinely, look in their eyes and say thank you. Um, this may lower their threat response and, and blood inflammatory markers. It can also help you, and it is a drug-free way, a non-pharmacologic way, a non-invasive way to optimize another person's vitality. All right? The f- and so you can look at that, again, on the Vitality Explorer Substack site, Exploring Neural Mechanisms of Health Benefits of Gratitude in Women, a randomized controlled trial. That is the abstract and a couple graphs. We're going to finish up this week's Vitality Explorer podcast with 
Serving others reduces systemic inflammation. How to spark hope with service. So, so the theme this week is gratitude, service. This is podcast is coming out the day after Thanksgiving, and I hope everybody again is digesting their turkey. Probably maybe watching a little football or something. But I want you to think about something that's really, really important, and that is serving others. And the fascinating part about this is I think serving others could be maybe even considered selfish because serving others may reduce your body's inflammation. And inflammation, systemic inflammation, is your enemy. It's associated with a whole host of bad problems, things like cardiovascular disease, cancer, knee arthritis. Uh, and evidence suggests that inflammation is the number one marker of inflammation. And we, and we should try to do whatever we can to reduce reduce our systemic levels of inflammation if we want to live our most vital life. Now, you can take you can take drugs like prednisone or non-steroidal drugs like Aleve or Naproxen, ibuprofen or Motrin, but these drugs have side effects. And one of our goals, and again, part of the theme of this week's Vitality Explorer podcast, is to identify specific actionable ways to reduce inflammation that do not require ingesting drugs or, supp- or their supplement cousins. And so I think serving is a Fascinating serving others is a fascinating way to do that. And this study that we're going to talk about was a published study of over a thousand people. And here's the title of the study Perceived Social Support Giving Moderates the Association Between Social Relationships and Interleukin 6 or IL 6 levels in the blood. So, giving social support to others correlated with lower levels of IL 6. And remember, we're going to give you a little biology. Don't get don't get too nervous here. But interleukins are signaling molecules within our bloodstream produced by a variety of cells. And IL-6 is a powerful and key regulator of your body's inflammation. And lower levels have, have been found to correlate with lower levels of chronic inflammation. You can see a fancy uh, graph of how this works when a variety of different pathways get upregulated. But if we get chronic inflammation in our body, it is bad. Acute inflammation after, say, if you cut yourself or you have an injury is important to help restore function. But if you get chronic inflammation, it can lead to things like autoimmune disorders, chronic inflammatory disorders, and nasty things like cancer or heart disease. And here's a quote from the study. Quote, the current study examined whether perceived support giving moderates the association between social relationships and systemic inflammation. And the primary results supported this hypothesis. All right, so here's our analysis. Given giving support or serving others uh, is a is a critical component to our social relationships. We can't always just want from other people. We need to give, and we all want to feel supported and and, and want to feel needed. But I think the best way to do that is to turn that around and try to help other people. And they're they're going to turn around hopefully and ask you what they can do to help you. This paper strongly suggests that we should do our best to support the people around us. We should serve the people around us if we want to reduce our levels of inflammation in our body. So that's the kind of ironic, possibly incredibly selfish version of serving, right? What if you're serving somebody else only to reduce your own systemic inflammation? I think I'll leave that for people to post in the comments if that's really true. But here's our action suggestion for this particular post is to spark hope in your friends and family by serving them in some specific ways. And I've got some specific suggestions. Number one, just it may not be your project, but help to offer help to help to 
offer to help a colleague at work with a project. So maybe you're maybe you're not assigned to do that, or maybe you completed whatever you have to do at work or school or home, but but offer your support. Number two, support a friend in need. We all have them by taking them out to lunch and just listening. Just, sometimes people who are in crisis just want to have somebody listen. Okay, they don't want you to give them advice. They don't want you to solve the problem. They want you to listen. So I've been practicing this more and more. If I'm just here to listen to it. And, and then the third one, similar, you know, just if you have a distant family member or a friend, just call them up and see how you're doing. And the fourth one is extend the, the, the thoughts of Thanksgiving throughout this entire holiday season and serve your community in some meaningful way by volunteering in the next month. It could just be an hour of your time, but do something to support and serve others, especially in need. Now, you may just do it to help reduce your systemic inflammation, but I almost guarantee you that if you start serving, you are going to be more vital. It really is an under-recognized way to optimize your vitality and longevity. And the science now supports that it decreases your inflammation. And remember, in, chronic inflammation is clearly bad for your longevity and clearly connected to chronic disease. So let's let's listen to Rumi and wear gratitude like a cloak and it will feed every corner of your life. Uh, this week we talked about how living longer can be sparked by being thankful, how gratitude is the ultimate chill pill, and how serving others reduces systemic inflammation. If you like what you're listening to, please share this with people. Please leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Our goal is to help take the friction out of staying vital, help you make deposits in your Vitality Bank account. Um, consider becoming a subscriber uh, to Vitality Explorers uh, to gain access to over 400 scientific posts and podcasts. Um, I'm going to continue to do this. It's close to two years now that I've been doing this. It is still a labor of love. Uh, we are reaching hundreds and hundreds of people with every post and thousands and thousands of people every month. I appreciate every single one of you who are listening to this. I hope you have a wonderful rest of the holiday weekend. And until next time, get out there and dare to be vital. Thank you very much for listening.